Wow, what an incredible session two that we just had. Uh, but it's not over, guys. We still have something very special. And uh, we're going to actually invite the speakers to come back up. And uh, while they are doing that, my wife is going to go around and actually collect some of those cards. So if you have any questions, it can be anything. Uh, just keep it school appropriate, so no swearing. Uh, it, we can talk about sex and politics, so that's pretty exciting. So don't, not, not, no worries there. But um, yeah, so from here, I'm just going to take, uh, if you want to raise your hand, or we can do it the anonymous way. So this is great. There's actually four questions here. So let's start with number one. How do you how do you decide how much to spend personally? So we'll give this to the Bartholomews. How do you decide how much to spend personally? Well, I think that what it comes down to is how much you have. <laughs> so my, my school of thought is don't spend what you don't have, number one, but I think you should always plan on saving a certain amount. And so for us, we put aside a certain amount of, of money that we've decided on mutually. Uh, and we, we decide on what we, what we need to spend on bills and all those things, what we want to put aside. And whatever's left over is what we spend. And so our spending doesn't come down to a specific number. It comes down to where we're at in our finances. And if we don't have it, we don't spend it. And one of the things we do to regulate that is we use cash. And so we give each other a certain amount of cash, and once that cash is done, then we don't, we don't have anything else to spend. So anyway, maybe that'll help. Stand here, bro. Perfect job. Another follow-up question. How do you meet in the middle with spending? For example, if both parties come from different backgrounds. We'll give us the question one more time. So how do you meet in the middle of spending if both parties come from different backgrounds? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the full question here. I think if maybe different cultural backgrounds okay. or you came from a family that's very tight-fisted and the other is very liberal and giving, and that helps. Oh. Um, well, I think that uh, with the finances, it's obviously the husband leads. The husband needs to make decisions, but the wife can put out plans. I know for us, I tend to save, so I get my cash and I put it in a little jar. And I save up, and so um, and I saved up enough that I could buy Evan a new dresser for his birthday um, with my extra cash. So if you have an allotted amount that you both get to spend, then you can save yours if you want to. But then you're not restraining the other spouse. So yeah. I think. Hopefully, that answers the question. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Great job. Practical on being patient in the moment. In other words, forgiveness. So. I think that could be either aspects or role, probably aspects of marriage. So Caesar and Debbie, question three. Forgiveness. <laughs> Patience and the moments. Honestly, honestly, I think for, for me what's helped the most is, is just your Bible. Like you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like I'm really, really impatient, like just go to a proverb, it'll slap you in the face, it'll help you see where you're at and where you should go. So that's my perspective. Let's hear the lady side. 
Um, yeah, I know for me, um, if I'm not walking closely with God, I am a super irritable, super impatient, super angry person. I mean, that's just who I am in my nature. And so I know when that starts popping back up, it's I need to have deeper Bible study with God. I need to go back to prayer because um, that I'm not a patient person. That only comes from the Holy Spirit, from God. Um, in the moment, I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of temptations, and in the moment, you feel a lot of impatience, and so, um, there's a, this, basically like this term that Caesar and I have been using, which is curb your passions, and that's really like stuck with me, and I'm just learning to curb my passions, so if I'm feeling really irritated or impatient, I just, I have to curb it, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be quiet right now, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to, you know, if I can put my kids down and then just go pray for five minutes or, you know, just leave the situation for a little bit so I can go pray and then come back. So that's what helps me. Thank you, guys. And I'm going to add a little tidbit. I know I'm not, I'm not a part of the panel, but I did, I did pay 40 grand to become a teacher. So um, one thing I learned was the power of patience is in your head. When you have to uh, manage a classroom of 36 kindergartners or 12th graders, uh, it can be hard to be patient. So I literally would count to 5 or 10, sometimes 15 in my head. And as someone that's very impulsive, that was very difficult, but it works. Because after that 10 seconds, I realized, you know what? This is not the end of the world. I just need to be gentle and patient and kind, considerate, hopeful, yada, 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 right? <laughs> so number four was examples of what D-time with each other looks like, practicals. These are great questions, by the way, whoever did this one. So examples of what D-time with each other looks like in practicals. Come on, Joel. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, Courtney and I get together every Monday because uh, the weekends are crazy for us. Some of you guys probably have the weekends a little bit more relaxed than us, so you might get together on, on a weekend to do, to do your discipling time. But um, we typically don't finish our weekend until about 11, 11.30 on a Sunday night. So um, Monday, we uh, take the morning, we spend some time with the kids, and then come noon, we have a sitter come over, noon, noon 30, 12.30, have a sitter come over, and then we go to Starbucks. We have our, our Starbucks we always go to, and we get our drink, and then we spend about an hour to two hours just working, planning out our week, uh, things like that, and then we start our D time. I'm giving you way more information than you need, but... That's um, And then we get together for our D time, and it's like, all right, you ready for D time? Yeah, I'm ready for D time. Great. Let's pray. We pray. And then uh, we get our stuff out, and I always started off with a Bible study. So I've got a plan, I've got some scriptures, and I disciple my wife. And uh, my goal is to polish her up and get her ready for heaven. Jesus comes back today, I want her to be radiant for Jesus. Wow. So we do a Bible study, it doesn't take long, maybe 20 minutes, something like that. I get her feedback, and I've discipled her. So I've, I've said, here are a few things that I think you can grow in. Um, I really think that, you know, this week, uh, here's your, your number one thing I want you to focus on. 
and she gets excited about it. She's taking notes, and she's learning something. And then I drop my guard, and now it's her turn to disciple me. So she goes, well, here are some things that I want to talk about. And here comes the notebook. And it's like, and I'm like, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I don't feel offended. I don't feel caught off guard because I'm ready for it. Every week, this is what we do. So I get my notepad out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on some stuff. Uh, I want to be a better dad. want to be a better husband. want to be a better church leader, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we talk through all that, and then we get our calendars out, and we sync up our calendars. When do you need the car? Here's when I need the car. Uh, we go through discipling times. We go through, you know, Bible studies, uh, Bible talks, all that kind of stuff. Uh, plan our date. This is when we're going to have a date this week. Um, let's, you know, who are some of the weaker people in the church? Okay, here's when we're going to get with them, and then boom. After about two hours, our schedule's booked, and, um... Now it's just, you know, hanging on for the ride. It's going to be a long week. Um, but it, it, it works for us. Um, if you want more details, uh, see me in the fellowship. Uh, what is a good layout for a weekly discipling time with spouse? I think Joel pretty much nailed that one in the head. Go ahead, sweetheart. What do you got? If for some reason you and your spouse cannot seem to get uh, resolved, what do you do next? Great question. So conflict resolution. I believe that is David and Margarita. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is where I alluded to at the end of uh, our talk is that you got to have people that you can go to and get help. Um, I think, you know, there's going to be times where you need outside input. You know, um, especially, you know, those times when you're kind of digging in your heels, um, each side is kind of doing that. Um, that's why I'm so grateful. My wife and I were so grateful that we have friends not only in Seattle, Portland, Eugene, that we built relationships with, other married couples that we can call at any moment's notice and say, hey, I need your input. We need help. This is what we're dealing with. Um, it's invaluable. Again, people in the world, folks in the world, they understand that concept. Um, we have uh, that here in the kingdom, and it's backed by the Bible. And so uh, if you have it, whoever's having that, if you're having that situation, find someone that you call, that you can call, that can trust, I can sit down with you guys. You guys can have a, a safe conversation and get that feedback that you need. But you got to go after it. And you guys both have to, have to decide in your playbook that, hey, if it gets to this point, if we're not resolved, this is what we're going to do um, at this point. That was great advice. So go back to the X's and O's and get your playbooks out. Amen. <laughs> So there is no I in us, very true. Number two, overcoming temptations during the beginning attempts to spend or go outside a planned budget. So again, how do we overcome the temptation? Yeah, I think I, I, see, where, I see where we're coming here. I'm going to have my brother take it over from here. Well, I think that one of the one of the qualities of the Holy Spirit, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, is self control. Mm. And so, having self control is just a matter of being spiritual. 
And so if you want to be more self-controlled, then you have to become more and more spiritual. Mm. And uh, I think that it's, it's important to have that conviction that to go outside of a budget, outside of a plan, is unspiritual. Mm-hmm. It's the only way that you can work on being more and more spiritual. But the more spiritual you become, the better you'll be at keeping your budget, communicating together, and staying within so you plan right. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, great, great question, great response. Thank you. What book or books would you recommend wives to read? What about husbands? What about as a couple? I'm really impressed with the questions. This is great, guys. So, this is gen- this is roles in a marriage once again, which I don't have my my copy in here, but who's Maybe roles in a marriage? Is that Joel and Courtney, I believe? You got <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, marriage is. Uh, Sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, one of the best uh, books that we were given is created to need a help me and created to be a help me. And uh, it's a. Uh, these books are written in such a way that you you can't leave with excuses. So like the husband's gonna get totally like coached and then the wife's going to get totally coached and then the only decision that you can make is either I'm going to be humble and do it or I'm just going to choose to be prideful and I appreciate what Caesar said was that then you try to pray and you're like prayer doesn't even work at this point and so that'd be my recommendation is created to need to help me and created to be a help me they go together did anyone from the panel want to share something on their heart that they got and for any other books that came to mind? So this one isn't related to marriage per se, but it's a book called Mind Change that has been absolutely revolutionary for me. And it's just basically about overcoming obstacles in your life in a spiritual matter. Um, so it gives a lot of incredible practicals on how to just think differently, have a, a, a mind change, a different kind of mindset when looking at life um, than we normally do. So I know that's been life-changing for me, so I would definitely recommend that to you. And a really nice book is Men Are From Mars, yeah. Women Are From Venus. And our last question is, how do you, how do you more for, move forward when trust is broken, great question. And it, whoever wants it, come grab it.
disciples, if we're both, you know, focusing on God, I have to believe that God will work if I choose to just put my trust in God rather than my husband. And also, my wife is a, a great person to talk to. Our, our relationship was actually built on distrust on my side, which is shameful and embarrassing. Um, but she's a great person to talk to on that, just to be open. Uh, so now is the fun part of the service. This is the free time. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys can go work on your budget. That would be awesome. Uh, 